most uh, journalists, pundits, reporters are not framing the FBI Trump situation properly. This is Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. That's what this is. And it's a cage match. And one of those men are going to lose badly. So, President Biden did not have to allow, and that's the proper word, the Justice Department and the FBI to raid Ma-a-Lago. He didn't have to do it. Could have said, do it another way. And, of course, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, would have to listen to him. But Biden didn't. I don't know why. I don't know if he knew about it. I don't care. By allowing the raid, worldwide exposition, he basically said, we're attacking, and that is the proper word, a former president of the United States. Game on, as the cliche goes. Now, Trump himself was caught by surprise. I know that. He was given a few hours heads up it was going to happen, but he didn't know with any kind of certainty that the FBI was going to raise his pad, raid his pad in Palm Beach. He did not know that until a few hours before it happened. So now Trump is uh, in discussions with his so-called advisors and attorneys about how to handle this. Number one, <clears throat> does he have any legal risk? I don't know. Don't know what he has. No one does. All right. And number two, if he does not have any legal risk as Russian collusion, remember, Trump pounded. I didn't do anything there. And he was right. If Trump does not have any legal risk here, then he uses this to destroy Biden and the Democratic Party. That's what's going to happen. It's an either or. Now, the Talking Points memo is basically an update on this cage match. So the Department of Justice says now it is not going to release the affidavit that led to the raid. Let me explain this so everyone understands it, because I'm getting thousands of pieces of mail and people do not understand. Here we go. A warrant is a request to search, usually, a home, a car, a person. That request has to be signed by a federal judge or magistrate. The judge will only sign the warrant if there is a sworn affidavit of accusation. Somebody tells law enforcement, so-and-so has 10 tons of cocaine in his basement. I saw it. Here's my name. I swear it happened. FBI raids and looks for the 10 tons of cocaine. We got it? Two portions of that. There's the warrant, which allows the FBI to go in. Is the affidavit which tells the judge yes or no to sign the warrant. We all have it. The DOJ has released the warrant, but it's nothing. It's basically, hey, we're going to go raid looking for documents that may be classified, that we believe are in Trump's home. Okay, But the affidavit, the person who made the accusation that Trump took, illegally took, classified documents out of White House, they're not going to put that out. We don't know what happened. Okay. So today there was another statement by the Justice Department. Put it on up. Quote, 
If disclosed, the affidavit would serve as a roadmap to the government's ongoing investigation, providing specific details about its direction and likely course in a manner that is highly likely to compromise future investigative steps, unquote. So we're not going to tell you who's accusing Trump. Legally, they can do that. Here's Trump's response, quote, there is no way to justify the unannounced raid of Mar-a-Lago, the home of the 45th president of the United States, who got more votes by far than any other sitting president in the history of our country. By a very large number of gun-toting FBI agents and the Department of Justice, but in the interest of transparency, I call for the immediate release of the completely unredacted affidavit pertaining to this horrible and shocking break-in. Also, the judge on this case should recuse, unquote. So Trump and his people want to know who's accusing him. Right? Wouldn't you? Now, under the Constitution, if some formal charges are filed against Trump or you or me or anybody else, we have a right to know who's accusing us. But if charges are not filed, then they can keep it anonymous. So Trump's not going to win this in a court of law. However, however, drastic action by the federal government requires a precise explanation. This was drastic action. And now the people don't know why. So millions of Americans say we're living in a police state. That's what we're doing. The FBI is corrupt, doing the bidding of Joe Biden and the Democrats. That's what they're saying. You know it. You may be saying it. That corrodes confidence in this country. Does Garland and Trump care? Trump. Does Garland and Biden care? Doesn't seem like they do. Doesn't seem like it. Now, they could give us a lot more. They don't have to give a name on the affidavit because that person would be in danger. Somebody might kill that person. But they could say, you know, it's this is where the person worked or something like that. Give us clarity a little. Now, now in the uh, raid, the FBI took Trump's passports illegally. That was not in a warrant. Nora O'Donnell on CBS Evening News reported that wasn't true. The FBI did not seize Trump's passport. Ms. O'Donnell made a mistake. They did. And they have given Trump back the passports. Now, my question is, what's CBS News going to do about this? And tomorrow we'll see. We'll see if they do a big segment tonight on the, on the broadcast. But just to tell you, you can't get honest information in this country any longer from television news. You cannot. Okay, final thing. This whole FBI Trump situation is a game breaker for the Democrats. Trump can get this case thrown out. I'm sure his lawyers know it. Even if there are some documents that shouldn't be in his basement and they found them because this whole thing was not done by the letter of the law, as we told you last night, the FBI made serious mistakes in this raid. 
So I, if you're a BillOReilly.com premium or concierge member, you can go back and look. But the FBI should have sent in an advanced team to see if there were attorney-client privilege documents, if there were stuff that they were not entitled to see. They did not. Trump get the whole thing thrown out. Whole thing. If this ever got to the Supreme Court, for example, the court would throw it out. So Garland, and I guess he's not even smart enough to understand us, his case is shot right now, legally. Shot. Not going to happen. Even if there are documents there. And the final thing is in November, if this continues the way it's going now, there's going to be a ferocity, a backlash against the Democratic Party that has never been seen in this country. Because people are angry. They don't trust the federal government any longer. And they're going to take it out on the party in power. One of my themes here is that the corrupt media does not report accurately on why violent crime is happening. Overwhelmingly in this country, it is black drug gangs committing murders and terrorizing entire neighborhoods. But you will not get that reportage. So let's go to Philadelphia. All right. There's a park. African-Americans mostly frequent the park, okay? So there's a shootout, five people hurt, including a 16-year-old boy and a 17-year-old boy. Nobody killed, but one boy, 16 years old, is in critical condition. 100 shots were fired in the park. Here's how local news described it, go. Yeah, so this is just a mind-boggling number of gunshots fired outside a place kids are supposed to feel safe. This recreation center in West Philadelphia turned into a major crime scene. And now the police commissioner here in Philadelphia announces at least three people have been arrested so far in this shooting. Okay, you'll notice three people. And the rest of the Philadelphia media falls into line. Three people. They don't say it's another gang-related shooting or anything like that. Now, in Philadelphia, under the progressive district attorney Larry Krasner, all right, homicides increased 78% from 2017 to 21, and Philadelphia voters re-elected him. But it's almost all black drug Gangs, yet the media in Philadelphia will not report that. Let's go to Dallas. There's a peewee football game, okay? Things get heated during the game. This is south of Dallas in a place called Lancaster, all right? All of a sudden, a man named Yakub Talib. 39-year-old African-American shoots the opposing coach, Michael Hickman, dead, okay, in front of kids, in front of people watching the Pee Wee football game. Now, Mr. Talib's brother is a former NFL player, Tariq Khalib. But again, local news doesn't report that this is an African-American situation. 
Now, the pundit Jason Whitlock wrote a column, and it's worth reading, and it says, how are we ever going to solve this problem on black-on-black violent crime if the media will not acknowledge it? And, and that's what this is all about. So there are poor minority people all over the country, defenseless, in the face of these black drug gangs, heavily armed, and the media... Unlike George Floyd, everybody knew what happened to George Floyd, as they should have. And it was outrage. But now, thousands, literally thousands of poor blacks are being slaughtered in the streets, and the media will not report on it honestly. And we'll follow the Dallas situation for you, because it's a big name here, the NFL guy. But this is horrible. And it's never going to be solved unless the nation comes to grips on why blacks are killing other blacks in such astronomical numbers. Period. <sighs> All right. Border Patrol has caught 10 more terror suspects on the terror watch list, which all the federal agencies have. That brings the total, okay, of people apprehended at the southern border on the terror watch list to 66 people this year alone. Are you surprised? There are millions of people coming here. Millions, okay? And they're coming here because the Biden administration won't enforce the border. Good. You don't think terrorists are getting in here and these people are going to kill some of us. You're crazy. CDC, Centers for Disease Control, used to be good until Joe Biden came in. So now it's a mess, and everybody knows it's a mess. Nobody believes it. So Dr. Rochelle Walensky is the director, and here's what she put up yesterday. My goal is a new public health action-oriented culture at CDC that emphasizes accountability, collaboration, communication, and timeliness. I look forward to working with the incredible people at CDC and our partners to realize the agent's fullest potential, unquote. Isn't that nice? Yes, we're going we're gonna to change the culture here. Okay, so now there's always a reason for this kind of nonsense. The reason is federal government has spent hundreds of millions of dollars all right, paying Moderna and Pfizer to come up with a new COVID vaccine. It's all money. Okay. Nobody's going to take it. I'm not. And I am already vaxxed twice, boosted twice. I got four in me. I'm not taking the new one. Because all of the other ones didn't protect my family from COVID. They got it. I didn't get it. And I didn't have any side effects, by the way, of the uh, vaccine. I'm still the old werewolf I used to be. But now... Why would I take another vaccine coming out of the federal government when the other vaccine didn't prevent COVID? Didn't Joe Biden have COVID three times or five times or eight times? Jill Biden has it now. So why would I take another dose of vaccine? So the CDC, they don't know what to do because they're in charge of pumping it up so people take another dose. And nobody's gonna. You have to be out of your blanket mind to take another dose of COVID vaccine at this point because it doesn't work. But they told you it wasn't true. 
And I don't think you're ever going to see Anthony Fauci again. He's not associated with CDC. He works for the federal government. Okay? But this guy, does anybody believe a word he says? Of course not. You know, I mean, so I don't think you, maybe there is that arrogant. Maybe it'll trot him out again. I mean, CNN will love to have him, but nobody else would. But, you know, that's why Walensky is doing it. No, no, we're going to change. Yeah, okay, fine. You get data that the new vaccine stops me from getting COVID, and I can see it. I can see the trials, where they took place, how many people were involved. Then I will consider it. And only then. Fair? California. So I was out there in May, as you know, late May. Great time. Beautiful state. Could never live there in a million years. And I don't know how people do live there, even though California, more people, that's our largest audience for the No Spin News in California. And it's the largest state, so it makes sense. But every aspect of life is more difficult for Californians than anywhere else in the country. So the latest is that Sacramento, the capital of the state, is asking all Californians to cut down the use of electricity. Okay, because if you don't, then we're going to run out. (laughs) The state will run out. So thermostats in California, nobody's going to do this, but this is what the order is, 78 degrees. So your air conditioning in your house can't get lower than 78. Seven days, that's a little toasty, uh, a little warm. When it's 110 in Bakersfield and you can only go 78 in the air, uh, it's a little unpleasant. All right. So in Anaheim, California, on the coast, Record high, 98 degrees, uh, August 7th. Redding up northern California, 114 degrees, July 29th. It's hot. Don't even mention Palm Springs or any of that. It's crazy hot. So California run out of energy. Why? Because they attacked the fossil fuel industry and the nuke industry. They had nukes. Boom, they're gone. What do we got now? We get the windmill. Windmill isn't going to do it. Not going to do it. All right. So there's also, in addition to the heat and, and the electricity problems in California, there's a drought. 99% of the state is in a moderate drought, 97 severe drought. You don't have any water. Don't have any water. And the Colorado River, which used to pump water into California, can't get it from there anymore. Nope. So desalinization, taking Pacific Ocean water taking the salt out of it, turning it into fresh water. That's the only solution. And again, I don't even know what they're doing because it may be polluting. That might be a polluter or something. So no water, no power, no hope in California. I wrote a column this week, and I really, if you haven't read it, please do, because it's about you and the danger you live in. The column title is The Danger. Okay? And I spell it out. The Biden administration is dangerous. It's not just about the border or the economy or the crazy climate change stuff. It's about China. So now, in addition to Pelosi and all those other left-wing politicians going to Taiwan, 
The U.S. government has announced that there's going to be trade talks, a U.S.-Taiwan initiative on 21st century trade, okay, is going to be put into place. Okay. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home. And they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, Their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. We're kicking dirt in the Chinese president's face, the communists in Beijing. Now, I want trade with China, but you don't have to announce it. You just do it. Okay? Why do you want to embarrass? Why do you want to spit in the eye of a dictator, she, who could hurt us? Why? I'm not saying don't trade with Taiwan. Again, I want the trade. But why are you spitting in Xi's eye, Biden administration? There's never an answer. Never an answer. And because of all this, China has announced it's sending troops to Russia to participate in joint military exercise. That's great. Isn't that great? China propping up Putin militarily. Chinese troops... In Russia, now historically they're enemies. Historically the Russians, Chinese don't like each other. But now they're buddies. Survey in the UK. Now British people are like Americans. I mean, they drink too much tea over there and they, you know, they have some attitudes that we don't have. We're, we're a lot more feisty and direct than uh, the average Brit. But it's a similar uh, mindset. So that's why I'm giving you this. An outfit called Aloha Browser. Sounds like it was run by Spicoli in Fast Times at Ridge High. Aloha Browser did a big survey, 2,500 respondents in the UK, and they want to know how much you post online. All right? So the average person in the United Kingdom um, posts a year, no, in their lifetime, in their lifetime, 10,000 photos. 11,000 social media posts, and 126 email addresses. I don't know what that is. Uh, I guess they changed their email. Maybe that's what it is. 47% of Brits worry about putting too much of their lives online. Yes! Yes! I don't know why this drives me crazy, but it is. And I don't mean to pick on these two, but I will. Ben Affleck, the actor, and J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Do we really need to know what you're doing every hour of the day? 
Do we really need to see photographs of every outfit change, Ms. Lopez? Do we really see, need to see Ben Affleck walking around brooding with a coffee cup? It's unrelenting. Unrelenting. Now, publicity in the entertainment world is usually good, but this is too much. It, and there, there's a whole bunch of people who do this. Jennifer Aniston. When does it ever end? Okay? I mean, every day. The Kardashians. Ah, but that's different. That's their business. See, they make money from doing it. The others don't. And every thought they have, and believe me, there are not many, out on that, this and that and all that. Don't do that. Nothing good can come from you putting your private feelings and your day-to-day activities on the net. Don't do it. There's no reason for you to do it. If you want to tell someone, if you're excited about something, an achievement, call them up. Talk to them like another human being. Yeah, you can text or email if it's brief like this, but if you really want to know, call them up. But this incessant Instagram photograph, here I am here and I'm eating a lemon and I just bought a taco, stop. Uh, I don't know why it bothers me. Smart life, all right? This is our campaign to help you in your life. So cable costs a lot of money. It, it costs me about 200 bucks a month, okay? Now, I, I, a lot of my, um, a lot of my, uh, activities are tied into fiber optics and, and all of that because we do uh, broadcast from studios. We don't go into New York City. We're not run by a corporation other than my corporation. So that's my excuse. But cabled, way too high. Way too high. So now there's a new uh, study out in July. This is according to Nielsen, and they calibrate all what Americans watch and where they watch it. For the first time ever, Streaming services have overtaken cable. Um, the time people in America spent streaming rose 23% from a year earlier. The time they were watching cable declined 9 Okay? 35% of U.S. TV viewing is now streaming. 34% cable. First time. It's flipping. Cable is dead except for sports. Cable news is in dire trouble, okay? Particularly because the younger audience is gone. It's all over 65. I think the average age now for the cable news operations, all three of them, close to 80. That's how, you know, because the older people, they don't do the streaming. They don't know what that is. And I'm not, I'm not being condescending. It's just true. Um, so anyway, the streaming is, is taking over. Now, I'm, I'm not a guy that does that. I, you know, the urchins will come in and go, hey, dad, you know, watch this and pop it up and I'll look at it. But I'm not cruising around those things very much. I did watch Peaky Blinders. I thought the uh, cast out was fabulous, but it got crazy at the end. Uh, and I went, why am I watching this? <laughs> but I watched that. And uh, I watched that comedy show, the soccer show, uh, the first year, and then it kind of flamed out. But I don't do that. But anyway, I know that most Americans do it. And so the smart life play here is a lot cheaper. 
Enter Vidgo. V-I-D-G-O. You might have seen the commercials. They sponsored us. They are our partner in streaming. Now, we have signed a deal with them that I will provide them with product. And the first one is going to be early September. It's going to be about the National Football League because football starts uh, September 8th, I believe. Anyway, you're going to really be interested to see what we're doing because it's brand new. So we are now involved with the streaming thing because we believe it is the wave of the future. If you read that Breitbart article on me out yesterday, I hope you do, it's posted on BillOReilly.com, you'll see, all right, how my corporations are looking ahead because I know the dinosaur media is going down. So I just give you a heads up on that. And Vidgo is 50% cheaper than cable. They say in history, August 18th, 1587, the first child ever born in... The United States, her name was Virginia Dare. Her parents, Ananias Dare and uh, Eleanor Dare, Brits, came over in the Sir Walter Raleigh expedition. Let's see Sir Walter over there. There he is. He didn't come, by the way. He financed it. So they went to Roanoke Island in North Carolina, and they uh, had Virginia, and then they all disappeared. Gone. Didn't know, nobody know what happened to them. Okay, so when Raleigh put another expedition and went back to Roanoke, they're all gone. There's nobody there. And the only sign was a word carved into a tree, Croatoan, C-R-O-A-T-O-A-N. That was it. No sign. And nobody has ever found out what happened to that colony. So that was August 18th. 1587, Virginia Dare was born, and then the next settlement was up in Jamestown, um, where the Native Americans weren't as hostile, because that's what we think happened. The Native Americans went in and wiped them out. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call. And they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD. Two six five five three two. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.
So I'm looking out for you. I hope you believe that. If you don't believe it, let me know. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. I know I have millions of viewers listening and watching around the world. If you don't believe O'Reilly's looking out for you, please write and explain why you don't believe that. Okay, so we do Smart Life, and here is the Smart Life segment. There is research by the Tufts Friedman School of Nutrition and Science just out. It is called the Food Compass. They studied all the foods that Americans eat as far as what helps you and what hurts you. So if you go to the Tufts website and put in Food Compass, you'll get all of them. I can't give you all of them, but some of them are interesting. So first, let's put up on the screen, good for you. Okay, here they are. Celery juice, tomato juice, or tomato, as they say in Georgetown. Orange juice. Now, orange juice, that was interesting because orange juice has got a lot of sugar. Not refined sugar. Natural. Broiled salmon. Tuna in a can, not the sushi stuff. I eat tuna in a can all the time. Blackberries, eat them almost every day. Cantaloupe, eat it all the time. Grapefruit, eat it all the time. Strawberries, eat it some of the time. Cheerios and Raisin Bran, I eat those cereals. I didn't even know about this study. Chocolate-covered almonds, I have them as a snack. Popcorn, have it. Unbuttered, I gotta confess, I put a little on the Newman popcorn, which is good, and I give all their uh, profits to charity, the Newman Food Company. I I go with the butter. Okay, so that's just a few and common foods that people eat. So if you eat those, That's helping your immune system. It's helping your body. Here's what's bad for you. Ready? On the bad list? Hard pretzels. Did not know that. Marshmallows. Never eat them. Skittles. Never in a million years. Churros. Don't even know what they are. Plain waffle. I had them yesterday. I had them yesterday. Ah, pita bread. I did not know. Now, I eat sourdough bread, which is good for you, but I didn't know pita was bad. Hot dogs are the devil. I love them. Hot dogs the devil. Sugar frosted flakes. Most candy, you name it, not good. All soft drinks, energy drinks, iced teas laden with sugar, all of that. They're bad for you. Now, food is the most important thing in your life. No doubt, because food means health. Yes, you can work out, you can run around, you can do all of that, you can live in a pristine place. Yes, but food is what tells the tale, particularly when you're over 50. If you eat garbage and fast food, the whole industry is garbage, with the possible exception of Chick-fil-A that chicken, as long as it's not fried. If you eat that stuff, you are going to shorten your lifespan and the amount of years that you live as you get older are going to be painful. And again, I go back to the government does not tell you this, although it should. The government wiped out cigarette smoking on a very aggressive campaign, will not do the same for sugar and bad foods will not do it 
because there's so much money in that industry. But me, I'm looking out for you. Go to Tufts University, pop in Food Compass, and they got, it's an amazing study, and I, and I give the school credit. All right, this day in history, August 22nd, 2018, they found a bone, they being archaeologists, in Siberia in a cave that belonged to the first hybrid child, okay? Um, actually, they found it earlier than four years ago, but this, it took them... It took them six years to analyze the bone. Throw that bone up again for those listening on the radio. I'll describe it. It's just basically a fossil of a human bone. But it's not really human. It's a hybrid bone. And the scientists say it was the union of a Neanderthal and some kind of human species called Denisovan. D-E-N-I-S-O-V-A-N. So this is... 50,000 years ago, this is the cusp of us in the evolutionary process. Now, the reason this happened, this is fascinating, um, is because the dinosaurs died out after that meteorite blasted Earth and climate change resulted. And the seas rose and the dinosaurs climate changed dramatically and they all died. What took over then were mammals, okay? And then from mammals, we evolved. That's what happened. So this was a tremendous discovery. And life expectancy 50,000 years ago was 25 years old. You're out after 25 years old. And most people died from infection of teeth and starvation. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a very chaotic week for me, and I am not a man of chaos. I don't like chaos, as you probably know. But I haven't been living in the moment. What do I mean by that? So I'm doing five things at once, and I know you do this too. So I'm doing a task, but I'm thinking about something else. Or the phone rings or the doorbell rings or someone comes in and I'm doing stuff. And the stuff that I'm doing, I'm doing poorly. Because I'm not concentrating on what I'm doing. And that leads to more problems. So I lost my prescription sunglasses. I have no blanket idea where they are. I, and I, put, I sent out the search parties. Retrace the steps Said the prayer to St. Anthony? Come on, St. Anthony. No idea. Okay, so I know that I lost the glasses because I wasn't even thinking about them when I took them off my head. And I put them somewhere or something happened. Because I wasn't in the moment. 
Whatever you do, you got to slow it down. All right? And block out the words, hold on, I'll be with you in a minute. Then you turn back to whatever you're doing. But we don't do that. We Americans are frenetic. Other cultures are not like us. But we're doing it seven, eight. You know it in your own life. You know it. The dog's got to go out. The kids want this. The TV's too loud. The people, you can't. Everything has to slow down. Because if it doesn't, you're going to make mistakes. Those prescription sunglasses cost me four or five hundred bucks. That's a big mistake. And it's my fault. Because when I took them off my head, I did not register where I put them. Done. I can't tell you how crazy I am. But it's a lesson. Because I was doing seven things at once. And I'm going to stop that. That is a final thought. Thank you very much for watching and listening tonight. New column Sunday noon. See you soon.